again to Vinny makes the hall of fame case for dot 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 who's it going to be Vinny our resident hall of fame expert who have you got you know I feel like it's time to change it up a little bit this episode okay I've talked about some baseball guys talked about some football guys but I'm like seeing you know you know with the basketball hall of fame just releasing its lists of nominees for the class of 2022 I thought it would only be appropriate that I start giving a basketball individual that I would like. Mm-hmm. And in case anyone's curious, this is not a contributor, but I would argue that he is the most deserving individual that's not in the Hall of Fame, period. Easily the most deserving. Everyone else doesn't come close to how deserving this guy is. You've got a really, really good one. I, I'm, I'm glad you, you picked it. I really enjoyed doing my preliminary research. Obviously, you're going to be the expert on this one. Tell everyone who it is. Mr. Leroy Edwards. Now, in case you don't know who he is, he, in my opinion, is the greatest basketball player that has never been inducted ever once. And it's very shocking to me that he isn't because in a lot of the, as much of the research that I have done, he has, he is a pioneer of the sport. Mm -hmm. He is one of the best players in the history of the sport by quite a big margin and was even George Mikan's biggest rival back in the day. But that's only a little bit of it. There's way more to it. As we know, the best. Let's talk about where he started. Okay. Um, the Roy Edwards, he was nicknamed, you know, he, he was nicknamed uh, the East Side Terror back when he played at the Arsenal Technical High School back when he lived in Indianapolis. He was known for doing the hook shots, mainly because he was a barnstorming team back in like the 20s. But during his high school years, he led the team in scoring his final two seasons while he also helped to win the Indianapolis City Crown. All three of those seasons when he was in varsity, he won them. Mm -hmm. And he led the North Central Conference in scoring twice and led Arsenal to state quarterfinals as a junior. Back then, there were no divisional breakdowns, which is pretty impressive for the time. Now, that's just high school alone. That's already pretty impressive. And we we should mention... uh, the Basketball Hall of Fame, to their credit, does look at an overall resume. So if you're thinking, well, why is Vinny talking about high school? Because it matters. They do pay Everything matters. The second you, you shoot a basketball, touch it once, that's going to matter. Mm-hmm. Everything matters. And that's a big reason why it's one of my favorites to really talk about. Yep. Then he decided, you know, I would like to take on and join the University of Kentucky. And... Not bad, I would say. As a freshman, he wasn't allowed to play. But as a freshman, he set a college scoring record of 24 points per game in 17 games. 
And that freshman team, undefeated season under his leadership. Yeah, and he won uh, also. I, I, I saw that he was a uh, college player of the year, the Helms Award. Uh, yes, he was. American, not in the College Basketball Hall of Fame. Surprisingly not, even though he was the person responsible for the three-second rule. Now, hmm. in case you're curious what that is, the three-second rule, when it was enacted, it was designed to limit rough play that was near the basket. And another term for the three-second rule that people know about, I think it was like, you know, the lane violation. Which yeah, in case basically, you got, basically preventing uh, like a lot of the rough stuff uh, right in the paint. That's a pretty integral part of the sport, and he's the reason why it was created. But during this time, he decided to end earlier after his sophomore year, which was very, very rare at the time. Now, it's more common now, but he was one of the very first ever to leave at a very young age after spending only one year on, on, the, on the main team. That's one and done. He was essentially a modern day. He was a, basically a past term day of what we call a one and done today. Even yeah. though he only the freshman team and the main team were different. So that sounds pretty impressive so far. So when he decided to go pro, he was considered he is the best player in the country. So everyone knew, everyone in their grandmothers knew this guy, Leroy Edwards, best player in the country. But and so putting, he signed. But hmm? let's, let's, let's go just putting it back into historical perspective, too, because so he played for Kentucky in 35. So he would have turned pro in 36. There was yes. no set organized league yet or at least nothing major to what we sort of came so i just want to sort of like set a historical uh kind of hard for me to really say because there was the national basketball league which was a predecessor to the nba as we know it Mm -hmm. which is you don't know what the nbl was that was started based on three um corporations general electric goodyear and firestone and it was around the great lakes uh midwestern area I would think like so with retire companies. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> yes, it was. Like, you know how Goodyear, like, I, I don't know where it was. I think Goodyear once had a ad showing their history to basketball, and a lot of people don't really know about that. Yeah, it, Goodyear has a lot of roots in uh, basketball. I, 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 lear- I was zero days old when I learned that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, he did. He was incredible right outside the gate. He was, during his entire career, he was an eight-time All-NBL player, six times on their first team, three times from 1938 to 1940. He was a scoring champion while he was on the Oshkosh All-Stars, was even a three-time MVP during that entire three-year stretch as well, and even won two NBL champions back-to-back 1941 and 1942. He was a great offensive player. Mm-hmm. And he was an exceptional defensive player. Mm-hmm. And remember, back back then, there was less minutes played, and there was no shot clock at that time. And I'll I'll get to Leo Ferris down the road. Don't worry. The play was slower. I thought and there was I, I knew I knew his name was going to come up in the show. <laughs> I'm gonna don't worry. I'm gonna mention Leo Ferris. On don't worry. I'm gonna get to him. But he was so exceptional. That when Oshkosh won the league championship six times and participated nine out of ten of the tournaments, he was always a part of that. 
They were also crowned the World Professional Champions in Chicago in 1942. And Edwards was the all-time lead point scorer in the history of the World Champion Tournament. And in 1945, when his career was only a few years before he decided to retire, while he was still playing, the United Press International, the UPI, called him one of the top five greatest basketball players of all time. Understand this. The sport was founded 130 years ago. So that would have been eight, the 1890s. And during a span of roughly 50 years, he was so dominant that during that 50-year stretch, he was one of the top five greatest people to ever play the sport in the entire world. So why do you think that he's been largely forgotten? That is a major mystery. My personal guess is that he retired really just before the NBL decided to merge with the, the BBA and form the NBA. I mm -hmm. think it's also because at that time, because Mikan was starting to become big in the NBA itself after they merged, it kind of led to Edwards becoming more forgotten. And at that time, those players weren't received even close amount that, that they have now. So right. he was mostly working at a, at a plane in Chrysler, at an in, in Indianapolis Chrysler. But unfortunately, he didn't really live that long because at the age of 57 in 1971, uh, he died of a heart attack. And I, yeah. I was going to say, I think also too, when you're, you're playing for a team that most people have never heard of in, in yeah. 2021 as we're nearing the end of 2021. That certainly has something to do with it because Oshkosh folded. Uh, they yes, did they not, did. Uh, as I was reading, when the owner died, so did the team essentially. Yeah. So they weren't, they, there's not exactly a continuing legacy that we could, or linear legacy that we can look at in terms yeah. of Oshkosh and, and really their greatest player. I was reading something and Man, I wish there was television back then. So Oshkosh played uh, the New York Renaissance, the Rens. Yes, in a that five, was their biggest rival. Yeah, in a five-game series. And, and just uh, for, the, for those unaware, which I mean, I'm way older than you, Vinny, which is depressing. But all my life, I remember as a kid, because like when I start, first started watching basketball, and it was predominantly all black. Then, well, not all, but it was mostly black then. Yeah. When I was... When I learned at one point, oh no, no, black people weren't allowed to play in the in the NBA. Like no, but but they weren't allowed, but they were big rivals. The Oshkosh All-Stars, their biggest rival was the New York Renaissance. And yeah. they often get one each other's throats, which is pretty cool. Like this all white team went against this all black team. For the spirit and, of competition, you know. And and yeah, and, and they always drew such a large crowd, these games. And they were held in yeah. Racine, Green Bay, Ripon, Madison, Oshkosh. And, you know, they did lose the series, but at the same time, they also beat them, the Wrens, in both games. So the fact that the as great as the Wrens are, and I, I'm so happy that the Wrens have been recognized and many have been inducted into the Hall of Fame, mm -hmm. at the same time, the All-Stars as a team itself, in those 12 years, like during that entire stretch uh, where Edwards was there, they made it to the playoffs all but one year. One and in five consecutive years, they were they were they were in the championship. Yeah. 
it's it's an incredible thing to sort of look look back at some basketball history. I'm really glad that you chose uh, basketball to sort of uh, do this, and this is a, a great first one for it. Uh, before we sign off, I just want to say congratulations, buddy. Vinny is now uh, officially a member of the class of 2021 at Hofstra. A future, a f- you're going to see him on Sundays. Hopefully, he'll, you'll he'll remember us. Sundays meaning that he's going to be calling football. Look at the listen to this voice. I wish I had that voice. Yeah, indeed. Um, <laughs> Modest. Also, too. I have some sad news. Uh, unless you want to see Ian Book play <laughs> on Monday. Oh yeah, he's going to be playing on Monday. <laughs> so. Congratulations to, Thank to that. You. I, I think I speak on behalf of everyone in the Not in Hall of Fame.com community. Do we have a community? I'll say I'd we say we do. We have, right. a, we have yeah. a small but very, very connected community. Yes. I well, I, I, we're all proud of you, buddy. We all. We are. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. With that, uh, this show is closed. Stay safe, everybody. Happy holidays because we're recording this on December 23rd. Whenever you hear it, hey, I don't know when that is, but hey, happy it's holidays. Best- Nevertheless, happy Festivus for the rest of us. Don't forget that today's the day. Well, you are a New Yorker. Yes, indeed I am. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Take care, everyone. See you guys.